on this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. There are reports of a new addition to OU staff, and I make Teddy guess OU's team awards. In FGTB, we talk about OU's disappointing performance against Texas, and then we break down some NFL playoffs and some other things in our winners and losers of the week. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and rise a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Wednesday, January 24th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and there are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack. Blackjack match inbound, and the ball is stolen. Thunder beat the Trailblazers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, this is why you got to listen to the ad reads, people. <laughs> Blackjack. Blackjack match roulette and Teddy's favorite, crap. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And to learn more about their gaming promotions and entertainment options in the month of January, all you got to do is visit Riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now, we are recording this late Tuesday night, uh, going out of town. So we're recording. Got to get it done. Ted, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Doing good. I... I'm dreading talking about the OU Texas basketball game. Oof. What a we'll get there at FGTB. We'll get there. But luckily, yeah. and the Thunder almost just lost to the Trailblazers. Shout out to Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups, for getting that technical late in that one. Kind of saved uh saved the Thunder there. And I kind of think he had a right to be mad, but you know what? <laughs> he the Thunder end up saving uh, saving basketball lovers' nights here in the state of Oklahoma. Shout out to J-Dub with the game winner. Love to see it. But let's start with the OU football stuff, like always. In an interesting report, we're about to play a fun game. But before that, an interesting report from Football Scoop that Zach Alley will be bringing defensive analyst Henry Hen- <laughs> I'm going to mess this up a lot. Henry Weinrich. Henry, what, say that five times fast. Good luck. Henry Weinrich. Henry Ryan. Oh, boy. That's going to be bad for us on the broadcast if we ever have to talk about him. But he's going to join the OU staff reportedly as a defensive analyst. He worked with Ali the last two years at Jacksonville State. And Ted, I. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know if you do, but from all the reporting, sounds like he did a little bit of everything there at Jacksonville State. What do you know? Do you know anything? I know absolutely nothing 
Um, my guess is, you know, he's he's probably to Zach Alley what Zach Alley was to Brent Venables with his time at at Clemson. So probably um, knows how he wants things, uh, you know, below him, how his day to day, all the all the behind the scenes stuff that he wants done. Uh, probably has a really good working re- relationship, and we lost some. Um, you know, behind the scenes guys, behind the scene coaches. So uh, it's not a shock that they're going to be filling some of those roles. Maybe there's more to follow. I don't know, but um, I know nothing. Have to learn. Have to learn on the fly. Um, do some asking around and see what we can come up with. Yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see if the reports end up being true. I would assume, you know, Football Scoop has been on top of the Zach Alley stuff. And I, I assume that. You know, Henry Weinrich, I'm going to have to say it slow. <laughs> Henry Weinrich is, is going to be a great addition to the staff. This is, you know, this is kind of where I'm at. If Venables wants him, I, I feel pretty good about that. So we'll see what his role ends up looking like. But yeah, hope, hope to learn more about him and hopefully we can chat with him when we get out to some spring, spring practices. But other than that, all we know is what's in the bio. Impressive bio. Accomplished a lot, but we'll see. Ted, this is the first time we've done this on the podcast, and I will fully admit it could be a lot of fun, and the listeners could really enjoy it because it's kind of a guessing game, or it could be an absolute disaster. Yeah, let's hope it's not me just throwing name after name after name at you and you say, no, no, you want a hint? <laughs> I I think it's going to be fun for the listeners, but we're about to find out. So this is the game we're going to play. Neither of us went to the OU banquet that was last weekend. Now that's much later in the year than it normally is, but that's just when they fit it in this year. However, I know a lot of people that went. I have obtained a list of the awards that were handed out at the OU football banquet. And I thought it would be fun to have you guess who won these awards. Obviously, we'll get your thoughts on them, but also people that listen and people that watch on YouTube, they could guess along with you. I yeah. don't know if this is really stupid, but it kind of sounded fun to me. I think it's going to be fun. This will be good. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. The first award, and by the way, they handed out an absurd amount of awards. I mean, <laughs> I have narrowed it down to 11. Okay. 11 awards. So we will see how many you get, how many you guess correctly okay. out of 11. The first award. Offensive Championship Strain Award. Here's okay. here's the description. It honors players who gave consistent effort and were the most blue-collar, hardworking, unselfish players on the field. Two guys won this award, Ted. And remember, this is offense. Offensive Championship Strain Award. What's your guess? Stogner. Incorrect. 
offensive man. championship strain award. It's it was given out to two offensive players. I will Drake give you a Stoops. hint. Say that again. Drake Stoops. Correct. You've okay. got one of the two names. Okay. All right. What was the hint? It, it should be a dead giveaway, but this guy was injured on an extra effort play. Injured on an extra. Uh, well, did he finish the season? He did not. Andrew Anthony. You nailed it. Two for yeah. two, sir. Maybe it was that. That was probably too easy of a hint. Because uh, well, remember, he blew his knee out going and blocking. Right. It, I, it was it was an extra effort play in a really unfortunate. So, yeah, those are your two offensive championship strain award winners, Stoops and Anthony. I like that. The, I mean, I, it fit Drake Stoops, but I thought, you know, he's probably going to win a bunch of awards like is this like a i don't know what I, I mean it fits drake stoops to a t that should have been the easiest guess right out of the gate okay i'm playing it straight up from here on out it, it was a good reminder of how impressed i was with how andrell anthony blocked on the perimeter yeah it feels like forever ago i know that he was playing for oklahoma and that will always be one of the great what-ifs of the 2023 season for me is what if he doesn't go down with the yeah. knee injury because, man, he he was putting together a great season and it seemed like the confidence was growing and he was becoming the go-to guy. I sure hope he everything goes well with him and he's he's able to bounce back. I mean, if there is a blessing, it did occur – fairly early in the season, so he should have plenty of time to have a good offseason and be really ready to go full speed when training camp rolls around. Okay. Next award. So you're off to a hot start. You got the first one. Okay. The Offensive 12th Man Award. This award is for guys or guys. Well, it, three winners here. They're just handing out rewards like candy. Three. Comes in, a guy, guy that comes in off the starting 11 to contribute the most to the team. Now, I will give you a hint. Each of these guys started games at some point. Okay. Three guys. Offensive it 12th man award. Has to be uh, Nick Anderson. Incorrect. He didn't start. He didn't start off as a starter. Hey, these guys weren't okay. Why are you getting mad at me? I didn't hand out the award. <laughs> I'm not handed these out. Okay. Maybe I should frame it better. It would. They did not start the majority of games. Okay. Um, Sexton nailed it. You have one okay. of the three. Um. Is this going to Jackson Arnold? Jackson Arnold, you have two of the three. Okay. Um, I'll give you a hint because there's a lot of options here. There wide is, receiver. Okay, wide receiver. Jaden Gibson? Three for three. Ooh. 
That was pretty good, dude. So it wasn't the 12th man award. It was the 12th, 13th, and 14th man award. I made the exact same joke when I looked at that. I was like, wait, you can't have three 12th men. That's not how it works. That's good. All right, let's move on to the third award. The Offensive Iron Man Award. The description. Dependable player. Played resilient, persistent, and showed leadership on the field. There are two winners. Drake Stoops. No. In a no? shocking de- no. This is more I would say this is more of a big man award. Okay. There's your hint. Two larger humans. Walter Rouse. No? Nope. <sighs> Resilient, persistent, and showed leadership on the field. <laughs> Rame? No. Oh, this is your, this is your first one I'm saying you didn't get. I'll uh, just give it to you. Austin Stogner? Okay. And you're going to kick yourself. McCade Matoya. Remember playing through the ankle? Oh, my gosh. Come yeah. on. We thought he yeah. broke his leg. And then he was fine. And just played through it the rest of the year like a maniac. See, that was bad. I... <laughs> The Iron Man Award, I, whenever I was there a million years ago, this was like the award to get. It was Schmidt he gave it away. And it was more of like a weight room award type of deal. And like weight room, never missed any workouts, never missed any times, uh, like didn't miss any games or practices and stuff like that so i was thrown off by are, that one. are you questioning the award is that what you're no, doing here is that what's happening I, here I, I that's me trying to like come up with an excuse i think fair enough and they did give those awards out they gave out the weight room awards and all that stuff i just i didn't put them on here or else yeah. we would have done all 57 or however many awards that they handed out the next award the core award this is awarded to the most consistent offensive lineman of the 2023 season now two guys won the award so ted who do you think in 2023 the most consistent offensive lineman were rame and rouse you have one for two. Walter Rouse is correct. Here's your hint. There's one guy on that offensive line that every single week we did the recap, I went, I know exactly what I'm Matoyer. getting from him. Yeah. Matoyer. Matoyer. Yeah. Nailed it. Matoyer and Rouse, the core award winners, most consistent offensive linemen. Okay. Well, Next like one's it. a good one. Newcomer of the year on offense. Pay attention to this description. Player that made the biggest impact on the team in his first year of significantly contributing. Okay. Anderson. 
Nailed it. One one out of the two. Oh man. Would you like a hint? <sighs> a, the other guy is another skill guy. Okay. Man. I want to say Andrew Anthony, but he just didn't play enough. No? Not Andrew Anthony. Think of guys that didn't play in 2022. Yeah. Now, maybe the guy played a really nice bowl game in 2022, but then (laughs) was that too easy of a hint? No, I'm laughing because you have to like hold my hand through this. God, I'm so bad at it. (laughs) Yes. Your offensive newcomer of the years, newcomers of the year. Nick Anderson and Gavin Sawchuck. Feels uh, right. I, I think Anderson could have walked away with that one solo, but, you know, nothing yeah. wrong with giving Sawchuck some love. On to the defensive wards. I think you'll fare better with these. You know the defense better. You just do. Here we go. Okay. The first defensive award, Disruptor of the Year. Now, Pay attention to the description. Okay. May not show up in stats, but was disruptive along the defensive front and in a shocking development. There's only one winner for this award. I believe it's the only award that we're going through that only has one winner. May not show up in the stats, but was disruptive along the defensive front. I want to say Co. Is Final it an answer? Interior or edge guy? I can't tell you that. I'm going Co. Final answer. Nailed it. Look yes. at you. Isaiah Co. Your disruptor of the year. Man, that was big. That was big. I I nailed that. That was awesome. Well, it helps that, that it helps that our last memory of him is him just destroying. Yeah that center from Arizona over and over and over again. That game feels like it was forever ago, by the way. On to the defensive 12th man. Yeah, I know. Let's not talk about it. Let's just, (laughs) let's not. Nope. No, 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 no. Defensive 12th man. Two winners. I will. This is tough because both of these guys started several games. Defensive 12th man. Both guys are front seven guys. Okay. Um, I... I think I've got to go with um what I, I can't why I can I not think of his name? Linebacker, um Kip Lewis. Kip Lewis is correct. You have yeah. one of the two. Okay. Um this other one's tough because you probably think of him as a starter. Probably think of him as a starter. I was I was thinking about going 
Dasan McCullough. Incorrect. Interior defensive lineman. Interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Defensive 12th man of the year. Kelly? Dejon Carey. Oh. Uh, that that one's hard. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea if people are loving this or hating it. Let us know. <laughs> Hopefully people are like guessing as yeah, you are guessing. guessing along. That's it, it's like OU football jeopardy almost. And you're racking your brain what happened during the season. I'm that's what I'm hoping is happening. This could just be terrible. No, I think it's this fun. This is good. This is good. The defensive newcomer of the year. Okay. Two winners. Yeah. Peyton Bowen. Correct. And man, this one is either. Guy made a lot of plays. Is it is transfer or youngster? Is a one dead, to go Bothroyd. It's a dead well transfer, but you got the wrong transfer. Trace Ford? Kendall Dolby. Oh yeah. Gosh. Juco guy. That's tough. Juco. So everyone's new. <laughs> everyone's a newcomer. All right. Def defensive Championship Strain Award. Reminder, honors the player who gave consistent effort and was the most blue-collar, hardworking, unselfish player on the field. Two winners. Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman. Billy Bowman is correct. Danny Stutzman is not. Oh. Woody Washington. Also incorrect. <sighs> Another defensive back. Another defensive back? And by the way, this guy raked in a lot of other awards. I gave you... Played resilient, persistent, and showed leadership on the field. No, that's no. not it. No. This is championship strain. Effort, most blue-collar, hardworking, unselfish player on the field. A How hint. is Stutzman not there? He played two positions. Okay. A hint. Hint. Switched positions and played it at a pretty high level. You were very complimentary. Switched positions and played it at a high level. I say switch positions, but I don't know how different you consider like the corner and safety spots to the cheetah spot. Uh, and it's a secondary player? Yep. Kendall Dolby. Kendall Dolby. Okay. <laughs> you just can't get to Kendall Dolby's name. That's I can't. Worth it. I can't. 
All right, we've got two more awards. These are the big ones. These are the big daddies. The Sooner Pride Most Valuable Player Award. There are four winners. Two on offense. Two on defense. Good luck. Stutzman and Bowman on defense. Correct and correct. Drake Stoops. Correct. Dylan Gabriel. Four for four. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Impressive. I don't know if they made like a blatant oversight and didn't give Dylan Gabriel the award. You get no awards. <laughs> you you play for Oregon now. <laughs> now, the last award, the most inspirational players of the year award. I was told that this was the only award that was given out where the guys got to make speeches. Ooh. Yeah, big deal. So this this must be the award. Most inspirational players of the year award, and it'll make you happy to know both winners play defense. Your guess. Okay, inspirational Uh, inspirational how is this like are these starters or is this like special yes this is not this is not uh i'm not trying to trick you here this is not hey jimmy the walk-on inspires us no that's not what's happening here both are starters inspirational players um stutzman correct Bowman. Incorrect. Uh, Stutzman and a third guess. Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dolby. Um, Off oh, the field stuff is factored in. Um, Downs. Downs. Very good. You got. How was how was that? Was that fun for you or no? Uh, it was fun. Fun and torture at the same time, but it was well, good because I know I get a kick because I know people are going to be listening, screaming at me and like, they're going to be like, people are going to, what is wrong with that guy over there? It's Dolby, you idiot. It's well, going to be good. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that people enjoyed it. Let us know. Tweet us at okay underscore breakdown or can you, this is going to be bad. Can you message on TikTok? They can comment, right? <laughs> I really haven't explored the app, but we're on there now. We're putting Tick- videos on there. I know that. Talk us. Yeah, TikTok us. Talk us. Tick us. Oh, Jesus. Let's get the football guys talking basketball. But first, Love's Travel Stops is now offering a nationwide 10 cent per gallon discount on gas and auto diesel. Just download the Loves Connect app and scan your barcode at the prompt on screen and watch that price drop 10 cents per gallon. 
Across the country, the Loves Connect app unlocks exclusive deals can help any pl- traveler plan their route or meal on the highway. So before you hit the road, be sure to download the Loves Connect app to save 10 cents per gallon and experience the country's best highway hospitality at Loves Travel Stops. Loves also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones with their expanded mobile-to-go zone. And of course, don't forget to grab yourself some of that delicious Java Hamori. And celebrate with Schooner All-American Ale, the official craft beer of OU Athletics from Coop Ale Works. Named after the iconic Sooner Schooner that races across Owen Field after an OU score, you can join in on the celebration with an ice-cold beer from Coop Ale Works. You can enjoy it at the Palace on the Prairie, at OU Athletic Events, at the bar, at the tailgate, and in the comfort of your own home. For more information on Schooner All-American Ale, visit schoonerale.com. Must be 21 to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Schooner All-American Ale, the taste of game day. And Simple Modern is a tremendous Oklahoma drinkware company founded by OU grads. They have fantastic products, and that's why they found tremendous success selling the products at Target, Walmart, Amazon, and SimpleModern.com. I use Simple Modern Cups. My wife uses Simple Modern Cups. My kids use Simple Modern Cups. Their products are for the whole family. Also, if you are a small business owner looking for some marketing swag for current and future customers, they make excellent customized products. Check them out today at simplemodern.com. All right, football guys talking basketball. But before we get to that, I think you almost oh. just pulled a hammy running yeah. and getting oh. something. What do we got here? Oh, let's see. Uh, Don't hurt yourself. Uh, oh. Uh, are those are those OU football awards? OU MVP awards, defensive MVP. How cool is that? Wait, you have two of them? Yeah, 2002 and 2003. You were good at football? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to convince my son that I was at one point. Just showing him all the trophies? No, that's oh. awesome. Yep, those are pretty cool. I need to get them redone. They're, uh, they're aged, and I don't think they put much attention to uh, the trophies back in the day. They just kind of like slapped them together, the local trophy shop. So well, hopefully, hopefully the the awards that they handed out at this year's banquet are are a little higher quality. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Football guys talking basketball. We got to do it. We got to start here. That did not go well for the Sooners. What? Five losses in a row now to Texas at the Lloyd Noble Center. Crazy. And just got completely outplayed in the second half, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it first half was super entertaining. A lot of great shot making. Uh, you know, they jumped up to the big lead, and we came roaring back. We're running the floor. It was fun, but just could not answer the call. And it felt like as Texas extended in the second half, we had the great crowd there, and the crowd kind of fell quiet. And it, it made it, I mean, just watching on television, it looked like it made it like a very pressure-packed environment for the Sooners, and they just couldn't couldn't get anything to fall. They were getting good looks, good opportunities, just a bad shooting night. Missed a bunch of shots around the rim. Yep. 
and you just you got to finish those if you are i mean you're just not going to beat many if any teams in the big 12 if you shoot 419 from 3 nope it was just they they didn't hit shots and on the other side of things texas was some impressive shot making from Aismith and Desue. Desue killed OU. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just they had no answer from him. He was scoring at the rim, hitting mid-range, shooting threes. He's turned himself into a hell of a player, but it was just painful to watch Texas knocking down shots and the Sooners just missing over and over. Ugh. I felt for those guys, man, that you, you know, that they were, they were fired up for that performance and to play the type of second half that they played. I can't feel good getting beat by 15 by your rival. Yeah. On your own floor. It's like whenever we get the opportunity, we, for whatever reason, we, we, we have a big game and we build it up. There's a big crowd there and, you got the wide out going on and we it just, I hate it for Porter Moser, man. I know like he's really trying to build momentum with the program and get the fans really kicked in. And, you know, I feel like it's been good so far this year. I mean, obviously they got a good team. They're ranked high and they're fun to watch. Um, but it's just, it's, that was not good. And offensively, it's like, I know they didn't give up, but they kind of ran out of creativity and just kind of resorted to standing around and hoisting shots and they weren't hitting. And instead of trying to, you know, get something going by getting to the rim, maybe getting to the foul line, just looked like it really stagnated on the offensive side. I thought, I thought Jalen Moore, rose to the occasion. Yeah. I thought he raised his level. And, and he's been, he's played well. What is this? Three games in a row. He's played, he's played some good basketball. And I thought that he was able to raise his level and match Texas's energy and athleticism. And really no one else did. I was disappointed yeah. in the way that McCollum played. If you're supposed to be the guy, when you're playing your rival on ESPN and your arena's as full as it's been in quite some time, that's time. If you're the guy, man, you got to show up. Yeah. And he just, he didn't play well, didn't shoot it well. I mean, you shoot 39% from the field and 21 for 21% from three, you're you're not winning games in this league. No. And what's frustrating is, I mean, they've been a better basketball team than Texas this year. And tonight it wasn't close. Texas was the better team. But when you have these teams at home, you've got to beat them at home. Because you're not most likely not going to beat them on the road. And that's what's really tough about that. And, you know, they got a tough little stretch here. Right, after dropping that Texas game, they got Tech at home, who's a really tough team. And then what you go on the road to K State and UCF, 
So, you know, would have loved to have got that one. The next three games are going to be really hard to hard to hard to win. I'm with you. A couple other thoughts on this game. My first thought. It should be required for OU Texas in basketball. OU wears crimson. Texas wears burnt orange. I don't see any reason why that shouldn't happen each and every time these two teams play each other in basketball. I just think it would look cool. I, I'm i a fan of that. It, it's kind of like USC and UCLA in football. Yeah. I love the way it looks. little color rush game going on out there. Just, it's crimson first burnt orange. Why not? I Hey, you're not going to hear me complain about that. I got no problem with that. Maybe some people would say they're too close, but I don't. For the colorblind so. folks out there? Yeah, colorblind folks chime in here. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> a terrible idea. Maybe it is. Let us know. TikTok us. TikTok us. <laughs> but I, I would love to see that. I think that would be cool. Is it bad that I think the best moment for OU from this game was and, and McCollum got he got fouled. He's shooting the three before the half. He got fouled. But the best moment of this game for OU is the camera cutting to the OU student throwing the double bird to the ref. It went double bird, then thumbs down, and realized that she was just on national television flipping the double. That was an incredible (laughs) moment. And you know that every single person that knows that young woman sent her that. I bet her phone... Well, I bet oh. her phone ran out of battery at that basketball game. Um, there's no doubt about it. That's going to be like the new, I I don't know, screenshot of OU fans. It's that was great. I loved it. I loved the look she gave her friend. She saw she was busted. That was awesome. I agree. That was the best part of the game. I it it was certainly the funniest part of the game. And then the second half unfolded, and I. I was sitting there. Go, show us the show us the lady flipping the refs off again. Go back I to the double birds. Go back yeah. to her. She she made me smile. What a frustrating night, though, man. Mm. And I I feel bad. I know Porter Moser was all amped up for that one. It would have been awesome to get the big win over your rival in front of a big crowd. Dang, it's painful, but frustrating. Onward. For Oklahoma basketball, uh, let's hit the Thunder real quick here in FGTB. Uh, Thunder end up beating the Portland Trailblazers 111-109 to on a game winner where Jalen Williams hits a jumper on the left side with about two seconds left to go in the game. That situation was aided by a Chauncey Billups technical foul. Thank you, Mr. Big Shot, for that. But... This game's a great reminder. The other guys, it doesn't matter what the record is. They're still NBA players. And the Trailblazers, 18 of 39 from the three-point line. Wow. What You beat them by 60 the last time you played them? Yeah. <laughs> Thunder, Thunder were 7 of 23. You were minus 11 and three-point field goals made, and you somehow still win the game. 
that's pretty nuts. Yeah, that is. But, but hey, that is one. Yeah, that is what you you take him how you get him. That's that's exactly right. It was cool to see Jalen Williams have that moment, uh, hit that game winner. Uh, Shea ends up with thirty three, six rebounds and ten assists. He's awesome. He's awesome at basketball. Was it his best game? No, but he's awesome at basketball. And now the Thunder move to 30 and 13, which means they're the number one team in the Western Conference. Wow. Because I believe they have the tiebreaker as of now over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that's pretty cool. Impressive. And, you know, anything can happen, but I just, I don't see this team fading. I mean, you never know what injuries and stuff like that, but um, in a good spot, boom. There they are. It's so pretty. On the one line, baby. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Now, a couple other Thunder things. Congrats to Chet Holmgren. Uh, He was one of the 41 players named to the player pool for the U.S. men's national team that will eventually play in the, in the Paris Olympics. And I mean, that's awesome. And I hope he ends up on that team. I think he's got a really good chance of being one of the centers on that team. I, I do think it's just from all the stories you hear from the guys that participate in that stuff. It, it seems like it's a, it's a fantastic growing experience and learning experience. And the more time Chet can spend with, you know, guys like LeBron James that have played at the highest level for a long, long time and, and learn about how they, how they've done that. I I think it would be a great thing for him. It would be really beneficial for his growth as a player. So I hope he makes it, man. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would, I would love for the thunder to have, have a guy representing the, the franchise on the Olympic team. Yeah, no, I agree. That'd be awesome. Um, I mean, it's a that's a that's a pretty nice honor, whether you get selected or not. You know, it's they only pick twelve guys, so it's that's tough. But to be in the pool, that's a that's a nice honor. Your first first your rookie year going at it. That's awesome. Pretty impressive. Now, I do want to say, you're going to have a very difficult time convincing me that there are forty one. American players that are better and can contribute more to a team than Jalen Williams. Good luck convincing me of that. Now, I don't yeah. I don't necessarily want to go through the list and say he's better than this guy, he's better than this guy, he's better than this guy. I mean, we can do that if you want, but I just I don't think there's any way in hell he shouldn't be in this player pool with the way that he's playing right now. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way there's 41 American-born guys that are playing better basketball than him right now. I just, I find that very hard to believe. I'm not entirely sure how the process works, but need to open your eyes, people, if if he doesn't make the player pool. The guy is playing outstanding basketball. Yep, nope, I agree. Um, I mean, you've, you kind of open my eyes to how good he's been this year, and it feels like almost on a nightly basis he's doing something incredible. Uh, been incredibly consistent this year. 
All right, let's finish up with our winners and losers of the week. But first... All you grill masters, listen up. Didier Ranch delivers premium quality beef that is 100% raised in Oklahoma right to your front door. Go to DidierRanch.com, D-I-D-I-E-R, Ranch.com to order one of their premium quality beef boxes. Use promo code OKLAHOMA15 for 15% off your order. Filet, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin steak burgers, they've got it all, and they ship anywhere in the continental U.S., and Oklahomans can get deliveries in just one to two days. The only thing better than having a lot of premium beef on the O-line and D-line is having premium beef delivered right to your front door. Didier Ranch, tradition tastes better. And this is the beef section of the podcast. What's up? Because you should head to the garage for hand-smashed patties, butter-toasted buns, and ice-cold beer. I'm also a fan of the queso. It's very good. It's the perfect spot to watch any big game. And with all garage locations being open to 10 p.m. or later every night, it is the go-to late-night spot. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you and order online from the garage in your neighborhood. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the week? I may be a little premature on this, but it sounds like the Chargers are getting Jim Harbaugh. Um, They've been through a couple of interviews. Says it's moved past the salary phase and they're just kind of buttoning up some things. Uh, Maybe it doesn't end up happening, but it's starting to really look like it. And with a young quarterback that looks like he's going to be really good in the league for some time, I think it's like if you're going to, if you're going to take a job in the NFL right now, that may be the one to take. Um, and you're getting a coach that's just won a national championship, taking a team to the Super Bowl previously. That's big time if this ends up going through. I know he was in San Francisco before, but can you think of a more awkward combination than Jim Bar- Jim Harbaugh in the L.A. media? No, absolutely I- and this is a I, – I do not know the answer to the question. Do people even care about the Chargers in L.A.? No. I don't even think they care about the Rams in L.A. <laughs> they went to the Super Bowl not too long ago. They won the Super Bowl not too long yeah. ago. Yeah. I I just don't know. He is – I just wonder what the cultural fit's going to be like. Probably terrible, but you know, it, your football—you're t- pretty siloed off from the rest of the world. Whenever, whenever you check in and it's training camp time, and off you go for the regular season. I mean, it's—he's a weird dude. Does he fit in anywhere though? It's a good I, point. I—he—he's totally marches to the beat of his own drum, but I—I I like his style kind of the old school I really liked whenever he was at the 49ers what they did with that offense and that defense um you know they've got some really nice pieces there they just they just got to add to it a little bit build that team from the inside out and you know if that's where they end up they get Harbaugh I think it could end up being a really good match I am interested to see what his defensive coordinator ends up looking like. I don't know if he'll just take men are with him from Michigan or how that will work, but 
that's been the problem under, Sta- under Staley for the Chargers. He's supposed to be this defensive whiz, and their defense has not performed at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do, but do you remember who was who was his DC when he was at San Francisco? Do you remember? No. I know Roman was the OC, right? Um, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know. I think you know he typically likes uh, you know some of those those bigger pro style guys that have some athleticism. I mean, he's got a quarterback that could do it. You know, he's got all the tools, just needs the right system around him. This says Greg Minuski. Minuski. Okay. 07 to 2010. Vic Fangio. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was about to say, it was after that whenever they went to the... 11 to 14 was Fangio. Yeah, okay. So that's when they went to the Super Bowl and played the Ravens. Yeah. He's... He's pretty good. Yeah. Not yeah. a great head coach, but if you talk about just defensive coordinator, <laughs> that guy knows what he's doing. We'll see. Hey, I can't I can't believe I'm saying this, but dude, I I'm gonna be sad that Jim Harbaugh's not in college football anymore. I know. Just such a character. He just he was he added a lot and slowly but surely like these legends, like these legendary coaches are getting getting phased out of it. Yeah, I know. It's wild to think that, I mean, Alabama, Michigan, um, all right, coaches that have left these big-time programs. I mean, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame, Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, like, the sport changing and like how the whole like the structure is moving has we've had some serious movement at some really big jobs in not a very uh a pretty short amount of time. Saban, in my opinion, was the face of college football. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, it was Saban and Kirk Herbstreet, kind of the faces of college football. I who is it now? That's a good question. Kirby? I don't think It would have so. been Harbaugh, but he's going to w- the NFL. Would have been Harbaugh. Um, like, you know the star test, right? I've told you about the star test. My wife does not follow sports. But if she knows who you are, you're a superstar, right? That's just kind of how it is. She could pick Saban out of a lineup. She could pick Jim Harbaugh out of a lineup. She could not pick Kirby Smart. She would have no idea who the hell that is. So he is not the face of college football. So who I don't is? know. Who it is. Well, right now it would be either Brent Venables or Lincoln Riley, probably, <laughs> according to my wife. <laughs> well, hey. Oh, you really get things rolling? There's nothing stopping from Venables being the yeah. face of college football. Hey, it's open for the taking. It's not Ryan Day. Nope. It's not Brian Kelly. It's not Dab- Dabo. He's definitely got the most sound bites that people talk about. That's for sure. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a vacant role right now. <laughs> it's probably still saving. 
still, still Nick Saban. Still Saban. All right, who do you have as your loser of the week? <sighs> Gary Sheffield. Hall of Fame voting, Major League Baseball. Gary Sheffield's last opportunity to make it. You've got to get 75% of the vote. He did not get 75% of the vote, which means the only chance that he will be able to make it will be by special committee at some point or something. I mean, it's, I guess it means it's probably not going to happen. And he absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. Numbers are fantastic. Here's what I think is most striking. He almost played Major League, Major League Baseball in four different decades. His first year was 1988. His last year was 2009. I was seven when he started, and when he quit, I had already played my last year in the NFL. <laughs> That's insane. Isn't that crazy? It's just incredible. The Baseball Hall of Fame, those voters are ruthless, man. I know. They are. They I are. just, if you've got his numbers and you've got the little bat, I don't even know what you call that. It's it's more than a wiggle. It's a wave, the bat wave. Like Everyone yeah. knows. It goes back to what you said about Tiger Woods' is swing, the silhouette. Yeah. If you did a silhouette of Gary Sheffield's approach at the plate everyone that watches baseball for the last 40 years would go that's Gary Sheffield I don't even need to see him I know that's him that's right yeah I was I was disappointed in that he was always one of the guys that I like to watch and um and whenever you see some of these guys it's their last opportunity and he was close you need 75 percent and I think he was like 68, 69% of the vote um, this year. I don't know what he was in other years, but um, that sucks. I hated that for him. Yeah, that's a bummer. Let's get to my winner and loser. But first. Elevate your tailgate with Chapel Supply and Equipment in Oklahoma City. Chapel Supply and Equipment has generators and inverters on hand that will give you all the power you need so you could take your tailgate to the next level. They've also got top-of-the-line heaters to keep you warm during those cold tailgates later in the season. They're Oklahoma-owned and operated. Elevate your tailgate by calling 405-495-1722 or visit chapelsupply.com. That's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L supply.com. And attention business owners, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A dot com. And head to opolisclothing.com for our podcast merchandise and the best OU gear out there. That's O-P-O-L-I-S clothing.com. Use promo code TED, T-E-D for 10% off. That's opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. From my winner of the week, 
thought about going with Joel Embiid. My Ooh. goodness. 70? Did you see Durant's reaction when the reporter no. told him that Embiid scored 70? About it. <laughs> he just he just went 70? And he was sitting there and it was it was pretty funny to see his reaction, but 70 points for Embiid. Oh, by the way, they were playing against Wimbanyama and the Spurs. Mm. I think he wanted to send a message. Yeah. I believe Embiid is SGA's biggest competition for the MVP award. I just don't know if he's going to play 65 games or not. But dropping 70 with Wimbanyama on the court is, some would call that an MVP type moment. Yeah. And I think he hit one three. So I mean one just three. Yeah. Man, that uh, if he hit one three, I almost switched my opinion from that's incredible to that is like absurd defense. But I'll give it to him. Joel Embiid was 24. He was 24 of 41 from the field. He was one of two from the three-point line. Wow. 21 of 23 from the free throw line. 70. Wow. Hitting 21 of 23 free throws for a guy that size is just... That's incredible. His touch, he's... I mean, I don't know. That's got to be, I don't know what his season free throw percentage is, but I mean, for a guy that's seven foot plus listed, I mean, it's got to be one of the higher ones out there. Oh, there's no doubt about it. He is currently 88% free throw shooter. Pretty salty. Shot 85%. He's always been a good free throw shooter. I mean, he's a good free throw shooter. He's good at basketball. 70. Wow. My goodness. But my winner of the week, the National Football League. Ted, did you see those numbers for Chiefs Bills? Yeah, big time. That game last weekend averaged 50.39 million viewers. That is a new record for an NFL divisional playoff game. And there was a 15-minute window. Saw this from Peter Schrager. 15-minute window between 9.15 and 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, over 56 million people were watching that football game. Jeez. The NFL remains king. I don't know how much Taylor Swift had to do with it. I don't care. That's a lot of people, dude. That's crazy. And, I mean, just think about that. I, I want to say that there is only a handful of games in college football this year that were over 10 million, right? Maybe the maybe the semifinal and national championship were well above that. I'm sure they were, they, but they all involve Ohio State and Michigan typically and Alabama. Yeah, that's whew, that's big numbers. Big numbers. And this is our way to preview the AFC and NFC championship games a little bit because I am I'm interested in what the number for Chiefs Ravens is going to look like. Who do you yeah. like? Baltimore, a three and a half point favorite currently at home. What are we thinking? 
I think Baltimore is the better football team. I they're at home, which is an edge. Um, but <laughs> the Chiefs find a way to get it done, man. They always find a way to get it done. Uh, I their defense is really good. If they can, if they can slow down Lamar Jackson. They'll have a chance, but I got to go Baltimore. Plus, I saw the graphic that already said Baltimore's playing San Francisco. So how can I go against that? The the TV guide thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But I, I'm just, I'm not betting against Mahomes. And I, I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson's. I am not a Lamar Jackson hater by any means. But. The only guy, what, the only guy that's beaten Mahomes in the playoffs? Tom Brady? Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, Lost in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow beat him, didn't he? Burrow. Burrow and Brady. Burrow and Brady. So, we'll see. I'm just going to have to see Lamar Jackson win that type of game. Yeah. No, I'm hey, I'm with you. I think I'm their with, defense I, is salty, though. Kansas City? No, yeah. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, yeah. Well, yeah. Their defense is awesome. Uh, great in the back end. Safety's incredible. Two really good backers. Both of them run sideline to sideline. Make ten, tons of great plays. Really good pass coverage. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. I mean, I... I just, I mean, I'm going with Baltimore just because I think they're a little more well-rounded, but it's, it is kind of dumb to pick against Mahomes. The Ravens' defense looked awesome versus the Texans, but if there's anyone that can carve them up, it's Mahomes. And I think those wide receivers seem to be playing with a little yeah. more confidence for Kansas City. Kelsey's been good. Uh, Rice has looked really good. But I, I just don't know what to expect from Baltimore offensively. Is Mark Andrews going to play? Supposedly. I mean, if you have to defend Mark Andrews, even if it's not a you know hundred percent Mark Andrews, eighty percent Mark Andrews is still a hell of a tight end. Yeah, the likely guy has been playing out of his mind. For them at tight end. If you have those two tight ends and you've got Lamar Jackson's legs to worry about, I just, you talk about putting linebackers and safeties in a torture chamber. My goodness. Yeah. You know, I hope Mark Andrews plays, but I just, I wonder like, how much can you realistically expect out of him? You know, first time back, he's missed. Gosh, what? Halfway point of the season, is that when he went out? I mean, it was, it was a long time ago. So he's got to be a little rusty. But still, I mean, it's going to be nice to have him back in the lineup. I mean, I'll take Baltimore, but I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be the last team that has the ball wins it. I'll take Kansas City. What about the NFC Championship game? Is it weird that I'm surprised that San Francisco is such a big favorite? Seven? Well. What am I missing? Detroit playing outside. 
they've only played outside a handful of times. Um, I don't think that it's like, I don't think, did I see like they haven't played outside in like 12 weeks or something like that? Something crazy. Um, and I mean, I don't think the weather's going to be bad, but I, it's going to be different. It's going to be a factor. Um, I think San Francisco's the more well-rounded team. I think they've got too much star power on offense, um, defense. It's going to be awesome to watch that offensive line go up against the defensive line for the 49ers. And, and um, I'll take San Francisco. I want Detroit to win. Same. I'd like to see Detroit in the Super Bowl. I think that'd be awesome. Feels like they've got kind of the, I don't know, America's team or whatever. Everyone's kind of behind the Lions right now. I'd like to see that story. Awesome. I love Campbell. Um, seems like a really fun group. I, I love Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, yeah, I I think San Francisco wins it, but I'm pulling for uh, I'm pulling for Detroit. Do you think Brock Purdy is going to play well or not? I kind of hope he plays really well. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. If he doesn't play well, they're going to lose. But I don't know. They can run the ball good enough to still win if he doesn't play well. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey's pretty good at football. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, if he, I'll say this. If if Brock Purdy plays well, they cover. I just haven't been blown away by San Francisco's defense. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't blown away by the way that they looked against the Packers. Yeah. And I think that Johnson, the offensive coordinator for Detroit, is one of the best out there. There's a reason that all these teams want to interview him for the head coaching jobs. Maybe able to scheme them up a little bit, man. I I don't know. I I get subtle team of destiny vibes from the Lions. I do too. What's the best? What's the best Super Bowl matchup? Lions Chiefs. Lions Chiefs. You got the star power and all that comes with the Chiefs, and then you've got yeah Dan Campbell. That that actually if that may be. Whatever the record for uh, viewership for a Super Bowl, maybe you can't compete with the old days. Whenever that's literally the only thing that was on, and there everyone... were three channels, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, as as far as like modern, recently that that probably be the most watched Super Bowl. I bet we'll see. It's gonna be a fun weekend of football. Yep, I agree. For my loser of the week, thought about going with Milwaukee Bucks coach. Excuse me, former Milwaukee Bucks coach Adrian Griffin fired after 43 games despite having the second best record in the Eastern Conference. Doc Rivers has been hired. Doc did not last in the broadcasting game very long. He got tired of it. He said, Guys, come on, let's pull a coup. I want to be your coach. And Ted, I can't imagine this doesn't happen if Giannis and Dame Lillard don't say, hey, get this guy out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's got to be some type of story there. I don't know what it is. I'm sure there will be. 
I feel like it's always the athletic that has the what went wrong. Yeah. It's coming soon. It it may already be out. <laughs> hey, you know what? Make it halfway through your first year and then collect four years worth of checks. There ain't nothing wrong with that. It's a good way of looking at it. I'm I'm not sure what part of his, you know, how much was guaranteed, you would assume. Yeah. A lot. For my loser of the week, though. Should I go with Carl Anthony Towns or should I just go with the entire Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh how do you how do you lose to the Hornets when a guy drops a franchise record in points? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm but... just gonna take the whole thing. Give me the Timberwolves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the reasoning, Anthony, did you hear what Anthony Edwards said after the game? No, he basically made it sound like Carl Anthony Towns got off to such a hot start that they just decided, hey, we're going to let him shoot and see how many points he can score. That's how he made it sound. <laughs> Dude, what? Hey, Listen, man. I'm not a fun hater, but that is not how serious basketball teams operate. <laughs> and, and that is why Chris Fish, Finch, their coach, was so pissed. His quotes after the game were brutally honest and a little refreshing. He said, it was an absolute disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball all the way through the game. He also added, this is what happens when you have this type of approach. Man. He cooked him. Hey, I like it. And um, what... I really hope is that that game specifically ends up costing them the one seed to the Thunder. I'd like that too. <laughs> he had 62. Cat had 62 and they lost. Oh, we just figure we'd see how many points he could score. <laughs> they got outscored 36 to 18 in the fourth quarter. Oh my God. Just a, oh. Carl Anthony Towns couldn't even enjoy it. And it kind of looked like, I think Fitch may have tried to bench him towards the end of the game. I think there's a couple minutes left and they're showing him on the bench cussing into a towel. One other thing on this game. The NBA's last two-minute report for this game said there were 10 missed calls. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which... What? Uh, in what direction? I there were a couple. Carl Anthony Towns on one drive got fouled twice by two different guys. No call. That was that was mentioned in the uh, the old last two minute report. Jeez, I mean, ten missed calls in the last two minutes. I that sounds like uh, the old school NBA referee betting situation you had going on that's pretty bad all i know is two minutes with with that timberwolves loss and the thunders win tonight just in case you missed it earlier ted let's take one more look Mm. oh thunder on the one line. oh yeah that's the one seat baby 30 13 birthday shout outs 
Happy 11th birthday to Cooper Lutz. Happy 44th birthday to Macy Turley. And on that note, episode 390 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop on. We're going to drop it early on Sunday morning so that you can listen to it before the NFL games. We've got Jim Nagy. Awesome. Awesome interview with Jim Nagy, who's the executive director of the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl week is coming up next week. So fun conversation. He says some awesome stuff about Guyton, and your heart will break for Walter Rouse. Mm. There's your there's your tease. Reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on The Ref. You can hear me on SiriusXM Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Have a fantastic weekend. And until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other.